Welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast. And last time we were talking about human trafficking. We ended up having to actually cut that conversation short because of time. Uh, this time we were actually picking up that conversation and continuing on. And today we're going to talk about a little more of like what we can actually do to combat human trafficking in our society today. So I hope you guys find this episode informative and I appreciate you coming back. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. Podcast. We're dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now, let's join our hosts, Brian and Jada. All right, so the first thing that we need to think about is being aware. Okay, and we've talked about this a lot. Awareness is the first and most important thing to self-defense. Everything. If you are not aware, then you are a lot more likely to be targeted you are a lot more likely to be, if you are targeted at that point in time, then you're a lot more likely to lose. And it doesn't matter if it's a mugging or seduction, if it's whatever. You're just more likely to lose if you're not being aware. We talked about before that being aware and noticing something, uh, a dangerous situation before it happens can even stop it from escalating to that dangerous point. Um, Because really, even a criminal consideration of you is dangerous. If you're not prepared. This is even relating to just not people with criminal intent, but unstable people who approach you even in, um, let's say, a gas station. Because I was at a gas station the other day, and my husband was pumping gas, and I was in the passenger seat. And I notice this woman walking around to different vehicles... And she, about 20 yards away from me, and she starts walking towards mine and my husband's vehicle. And I start to, and as soon as she gets close enough to where she could make eye contact with me, I made eye contact with her and looked at her. And from there, I see her start to, like, gesture. Because she noticed me, like, looking at her, and she stopped. And then she asked if, uh, she just gestured, like, do you have a cigarette, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't smoke, so (laughs) it's like, uh, no, (laughs) ma'am. I just shook my head no. And she made a wide corner around my vehicle and went to someone else. Well, as we're leaving the parking lot... You're really good at giving those mean looks, apparently. I am. And on one hand, I'm going, well, I'm probably now viewed as very abrasive and, you know, a little bit butthole-ish kind of person. But... For my safety and my family's safety, I'm going to be that way. Yeah. You know? So she walked around. We finished pumping gas. We go to leave. And as we're leaving, we see a vehicle pulling into sheets. And the woman stands in front of the car and stops them from further entering. And now we're stopped waiting for um, cars to pass so that we can go out and get out of the parking lot. The person rolls down their window to see what she wants. And she comes right up to the edge of the window and ask them a question, and then all of a sudden we start to hear her start yelling, and then the person in the vehicle is yelling too, and she's all the way up, like, inside their window, basically. Don't open up opportunities for things to get in a rough situation. That person in the parking lot is probably going to be okay if you don't roll down your window. And at that moment... If you really need... If somebody is really needing to ask you a question... You can crack your window. You can hear. Oh, yeah. Just just roll it down just a tad. But we see a problem when, um, and 
you can hear someone through a window. Yeah. Yes, you can. I don't roll my windows down for people. If they want to talk to me and they are going to get that close to my vehicle, they can talk to me through a window. Yeah. <clears throat> With my doors locked and the car running. Um, that provides me a situation where something happens, I can get out of there and they're not getting inside my vehicle. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about how dangerous it is to have your window all the way down and someone you don't know, you don't know their intentions, you don't know what they want, just all of a sudden there. Um, and this was a rough situation. She stopped their car from moving forward and came up to their window and things escalated. I don't know the outcome of that. I'm assuming they just got angry and both both stormed off, whatever. But I feel like the point of that is it didn't go that way with me. Like, my husband was outside of the vehicle. She could have gone off to him and asked. Yeah. But I was in the car. Like you're, you're, I set a boundary, first of all, yeah. by just making eye contact. Like, you want to talk to me? You can talk to me from over there. Yeah. Okay, well, they say 80% of language is carried through body language uh, or conversation. 80% of conversation is carried through body language. And um, You can set a barrier with your eyes and your body language. You can. And, you know, it's funny. I, I had a, a guy... <laughs> I had a, a, a good friend at church one time tell me, he says, you know, Brian, you are a really, really nice guy. And you come across as a really awesome, nice guy that you just do not want to cross. I said, that's cool. That's, I mean, because I, I don't know, you know, you never really know how you come across. And I was like, that, that's awesome. That's, that's kind of like, I want to be a really super nice guy that is not going to be targeted. <laughs> you know? When I'm in public, I am, I mean, I try to display chivalry. <laughs> like, you know, I'll hold the door open for people. I'll be kind. You know, someone asks me a question, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, and I'm nice people at counters. I, yeah. I don't just walk around with a scowl on my face. <laughs> but if I'm uncomfortable, yeah. you know it. And I set up a permanent boundary. And I was told by someone, actually, you know, this is someone who came and asked you to train some uh, the security or the team or some people at his church, and he came because he saw the way I carried myself. Mm -hmm. I am super friendly with like the guy. He works at um, uh, my local waste disposal area, um, and we got talking and chatting, and we have some things in common. So like we're we're nice whenever I, he comes around. But um, what kind of training do you do? <laughs> And I, I let him know, come to find out he had done some training in the past. He goes, you can tell a lot about someone's instructor by how the student yeah. carries themselves. He goes, you carry yourself really well. I have, I have something that I might want to talk to uh, your work about getting done. And he came to us because of the way I carry myself in yeah. public. Yeah, and he, he had very high praise of you. And he, he, said, he told me multiple times, he said, that's the reason that he decided to come here because they could have gone to a lot of places to, to get training for their church. But yeah, there are two things you can know about that. I mean, I was approachable when someone's, mm -hmm. you know, nice and looks like they have, seem to have good intentions, but I also carry myself in a way that shows that I'm confident and I'm perfectly willing to handle myself. Yep. You know? So your goal in most of these situations is to be aware, to be nice, but not submissive. So when you're walking around you want to carry yourself like you know what you're doing. I tell everybody this at these seminars when we're doing seminars. If you will walk around 
like you know how to take care of yourself, even if you don't know how to take care of yourself, you are less likely to be picked as a target. Because really, the criminals Stand up go straight, through, look around, mm -hmm. walk like you have a sense of purpose. I, you know, big thing, walk like you're carrying a clipboard. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've never heard it put that way. I like that. <laughs> Just walk like you're carrying a clipboard. I don't mean like hold your hand out like you're carrying no, a clipboard. No, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'd imagine that everybody will as well. But I think when people think about, uh, when a lot of people think about awareness, they think of someone like cutting their eyes around and looking all... Uh, well, a little bit shady and yeah. super nervous don't about their shady, surroundings. Don't be paranoid. Yes, don't be shady, don't be paranoid. But think about that person walking around with a clipboard, like writing down names. Like you want to look like you have someone's name on a list, and you know what list you put them on is <laughs> decided by their actions. Yeah. If you can do that, if you can walk around like that, then most time you're never going to be selected for anything anyway. And that's how we'll go with that. Well, when you look at it through the lens of trafficking, traffickers want someone that they can break into submission. Mm -hmm. If you walk around like that one that's not going to be broken, the one that's already in charge of the room, so it's going to be difficult to take that control away, you're not going to most likely be the one targeted for it. Yeah. So they're looking for people that they can grab, they think they're going to grab, and it's going to be really quiet. And unfortunately, we have seen videos uh, where traffickers will come up, grab somebody, and that person will go into complete submission mode and walk off because they are scared to death. And they won't say a word. They won't fight back. They won't do anything. And that's exactly what they want. We have to understand that we have to, we have to fight. We have to scream. We have to yell. We have to bite. We have to gouge their eyes. We have to do whatever is necessary in that moment to get away. Yeah, and I don't... I don't want to bring up things of the past, but this is technically a thing of the now because right now there are children being trained to just go with people um, because they're more <laughs> likely to yeah. uh, survive. Okay, so let's just let's just explain that situation. Clarify, yeah. Clarify just a little bit. All right, students of ours, we're going through something. I'm not going to name any names. They were going through some training, and that has nothing to do with self-defense. The person that was teaching this was obviously extremely ignorant of self-defense and any kind of situations like this. And they told the kids that were going through this training that if someone ever tried to take you, that you need to go willingly and not put up a fight because you have a better chance of returning or you have a better chance of staying alive. Okay. With this being uh, in 2020, uh, that when, that, when that occurred, yes. Um, this was over Zoom, um, and our students were muted for because they were openly disagreeing. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and threatened to be taken off the call, and this was a national thing that was going on, and they were threatened to take, be taken off of the call, or removed from the call, if they were continued to try to tell everybody that that was wrong. But the fact of the matter is, 85, this is the actual statistic of that, 85% of the time, if you go away with someone, you do not come back. So it's very, very serious that you do not go away. And if that means that in the process of fighting back, you get a broken arm, then you get a broken arm, okay? I'd rather live content in my life with a broken arm than I would uh, submissive to a trafficker. Yes. Living a life that, well, I don't think I would be able to live. I'd No. So... Anyway, um, 
I'd rather be dead. Anything. Do anything to not end up going with a trafficker. Okay, this is that's that's awareness. Carry yourself correctly. Uh, and if it ever happens, we use the cat analogy normally. You know, if you ever try to pick up a cat who doesn't want to be picked up, the cat's going to bite, claw, scratch, hiss, do anything. And that person most of the time is going to throw the cat back down. And that's kind of the whole goal. You want to be um, like that cat. You want to cause as much trouble as you can to make sure that they don't grab you and take you away. So they will just leave you alone because, you know, you may not be able to like physically fight them, but you can cause them enough trouble that they're not going to want to mess with you. And that's the whole goal in that situation. So this is dad's atomic bear swat knife. He really likes this. And you can get one too by using the coupon code impact defense at theatomicbear.com. So I think I'm just going to. Nope. Really? The knife too? Um, and then we move into your favorite thing. <laughs> and I say that because, you know, we have the, this, the part that you normally teach at the seminars. Um, and we have, and I can't believe it, that people were like, after we taught at a couple seminars, people was like, you've got to make a t-shirt of this. So ah, I yeah. drop flail wiggle scream. Um, you want to explain that one because you normally do such a good job of that. Well, the whole concept behind drop flail wiggle scream is your goal in self-defense, if someone is grabbing you, trying to take you with them, your entire goal is to not go. Yes. So whatever you can do to stop that, that's you winning. You don't have to come out guns blazing like, I am leaving this in a trail of glory. They don't know who they were messing with. It's, I got away. They didn't get what they wanted. I win. With that being said, sometimes, in fact, most of the time, self-defense is not pretty. Yeah. And it doesn't look glorious. And sometimes you come out looking a little bit ridiculous. And with that being said, drop flail wiggle scream, you're going to feel and look a bit ridiculous because we basically stole it from toddlers. Yeah. What happens is if someone comes up and grabs you, a lot of people's first instinct is to pick up their feet and you know, try to put all of their weight in one place so that the person will drop them. But picking up all of your weight and putting it in one place makes it a whole lot easier to carry you. Think about the difference between picking up a 50 pound sack of flour and a 50 pound dumbbell. Like, if the weight is in one place, it's easier to pick up. The sack of flour, you have to gather it and collect it to be able to pick it up. It's going to be a lot more difficult. It's dead weight. So first step is drop. Turn into dead weight. Make them have to collect all of your weight to be able yep. to get it. Now, if just dropping doesn't work and they don't just well, let you go the after drop that. Is think about the toddler there because the toddler's going to arch their back. Oh, yeah. And by doing that, let's, let's get like talking about the, I don't know, scientific is not really the right word, but technical in the situation. When you push your hips out and you arch your back in that respect, you're creating room in their grab, so it makes it easier for you to get out. Oh yeah, arching your back. I don't know if any of you have ever picked up a toddler that didn't want to be picked up, but that arch, back arch is immediate and they just kind of slip out like butter. So it's just, and they're gone. So you as an adult have a lot more weight and a lot more muscle to be able to pull that off anyway. Or even as a older child. Or even as an older child. When it comes to the drop, Arch your back, 
drop your weight down, see if you can get them to drop you to the ground. Then, if they're still, if you can't get yourself all the way to the ground, flailing is a great thing to do because another thing toddlers do is kick their feet and flail their arms. And an adult doing that, once again, or an older child or an adult doing that, you have a lot more muscle, a lot more strength to pull it off, and that, that kicking your feet and flailing your arms and your other limbs, that's going to make your weight a whole lot harder to control as well. So drop, flail, then once you're on the ground and they're trying to grab you, wiggle. Just frantically shaking your arms and your feet makes you extremely hard to grab. As someone and who is usually you... the example for this, where I am trying to grab and hold on to someone, yes, yeah, it is extremely hard to like, if you get a leg, it is hard to hold on to it when they are shaking their legs like that. Yes, and if shaking conveniently turns into striking or kicking while you're like on the ground and they're near, then it's even better. Yeah. And then lastly, the thing you should be doing the entire time is screaming. Because think about a home alarm system. Now there are silent alarms, but something that's extremely effective is an alarm that a criminal can hear to let them know that they, someone knows that they are in the house and to let, so our neighbors actually got broken into a few years back and then got a home alarm system. Well, we live in the heart of gun country, the South. So one day, everyone in the neighborhood heard the alarm going off because it's loud. And so before the police ever got there, within two minutes, there was half of the neighborhood gathered around the house, you know, with their concealed carries in their pockets, like, hey, what's going on? Like everyone was already there. It's the same concept as a home alarm system whenever you are using your voice to attract attention. If you are smaller than the person coming after you, which odds are, that's gonna be the Most case. Most of the time, like 99% yes. of the time. Yes, so it wouldn't make any sense for someone smaller than you yeah. to be the one going after you. It just doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense for me to try and control you and take you somewhere. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. As the smaller opponent, your greatest weapon is attracting attention and to not have to be there alone. If you are screaming and you are yelling things, you're going to get attention, someone's going to come and look, and even if they don't, you're going to create a sense of paranoia and make it really difficult for the person trying to abduct you to be able to think while they're doing it. Because I don't know if you have ever tried to think while there is a screaming child in the room, <laughs> But thoughts are not the thing that comes most easily. It's usually, oh my gosh, be quiet. And then you do anything you can do to make them be quiet. For criminals, that anything they can do is to let you go and leave. So your goal, be that screaming, flailing, kicking, weight dropping, obnoxious child that you end up just dropping and letting go because, okay, well. And there, something... It's natural to a toddler, and then something within the next few years of life, it becomes unnatural. So that is something that we have to practice. And I know everybody I think just that's says, where our like, fight or flight oh, we did that as a kid. I can do that now. And then we're teaching kids this, and we're teaching um, adults this. And same thing, everybody has a tendency to bring their knees up, and that's the one thing you have to fight. So you, you actually have to get somebody to grab you from behind and let you do this technique. 
a few times to kind of get the feel of it again because you haven't done it since you were a toddler and it's not like riding a bike. It is something that you have to work on. It's funny because we actually have a very young age group class in the school and there is one particular child that really likes to not listen during class. And when we were going through self-defense, we do actually talk to the young age group about this stuff. And even if they don't pay attention during that part, it's really funny how the ones really close to toddler age, if you pick them up and you tell them to get out, it comes naturally. Yeah. They're just like, okay, butter. <laughs> um, and so it's like, well, even if you didn't listen to the rest of the class, at least you're proficient at this because this is the important stuff. Was that butter because it was slippery or butter because it's easy? Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just when it comes to adults, everyone's blown away. It's like, you want me to do this? It's like, but doesn't that strip away dignity? I'm over here going, um, you know what really strips away dignity? Being kidnapped and taken into sex work. Yeah. Oh, oh that's so mean. <laughs> well, I mean, forced labor as well. I know. The reason, part of the reason that slavery is such a terrible and disgusting and inhuman thing is because it takes away your humanity. It takes away your humanity. It strips away a living person's dignity. It's awful. Mm -hmm. So you have a choice between doing what you've got to do in the moment, maybe looking a little bit ridiculous and not being able to walk out of it thinking, well, I showed him. Maybe just come out of it thinking, I'm alive and it's because I had to do what I had, I did what I had to do. Mm -hmm. So drop, flail, wiggle, scream is really funny to teach. It's fun. It looks a little bit ridiculous when you're doing it. You can feel a little bit ridiculous. But in the end, there's nothing more dignifying than being able to keep yourself safe yeah. and keep your family safe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, roping around January, Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Yeah. For us, this means not just being aware that it's happening, but doing something about it and yeah. wouldn't it be crazy and amazing if we didn't need a human trafficking awareness month yeah that would be that would be amazing all right let's think about this okay what can you do because okay uh i understand that the because of uh, we're going to have we're having to split this into two so which means that instead of this being the last one in January what you're hearing now is actually the first one in February uh, because the episode's just gotten too long so let's look at this let's think about this what can you do what can we do to help this situation because this is a very very horrible thing that's happening all over the world what can we do as people? Because like I said at the very beginning of this, which would be last week at this point in time, not everybody is called to like go into foreign countries and to shut these rings down. Uh, not everybody is called to be here in America and get out here and try to shut rings down uh, that is going on. So what can we do as normal everyday citizens and aside from educating? Okay, that's the first one we talked about. That's what we're doing here. And that's educating people as much as we possibly can about this. Um, okay, I'm going to say this, and we don't say this a whole lot. Share these episodes with your friends. If you have friends that do not train for self-defense, 
if you have friends that do train for self-defense, if you have trained people, uh, friends, family that do not care about any of this, share this with them anyway, because the more people that are educated about this, the better. It's not a question of do they care about it. It's a question of should they. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I know that might sound, uh, don't care about this, maybe sound a little harsh, but it's not a that p- most people don't care about it. Most people care about it. Okay. Most people don't take the time to educate themselves enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so share these with your friends. Um, what else can we do? If this really does resonate with you and if it is something that you realize that you're passionate about um, and you can't create your own business or organization to fix it, there are already organizations existing that you can get involved with, um, find, look up. There are volunteer organizations that help people after they've been a victim of trafficking. Um, There are organizations that try to help prevent it. Um, and help people and get them out of it. Um, There are hotlines. There are shelters that provide food. Um, There are all of these different organizations and businesses that you can be a part of and volunteer with to proactively do something. Um, And if that's something you're interested in, like I said, we're in the information era. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, If you think about it or if you feel like it's something you can do and have place for in your life right now, by all means do it. Or if it's something that you can make room in your life for, do it. Yep. It's a couple clicks away in finding where you can help. Okay. So honestly, I just thought about this and I was sitting there thinking about while you were talking just a second ago, what can we do even more? Okay. We're, we're out here trying to educate people. Well, we can help and empower other people to educate people, okay? We have done all kinds of training uh, and, and, and everything, and we can do some stuff to help others to get out there and educate. This way, they don't have to go through the hours and hours and hours of training that we had to go through in order to do this. So what we want to do is we want to create a free resource. Um, and this resource is going to be for you. So if you want to get out, there are church groups schools and school groups, uh, women's groups, scouts, the boy scouts, the girl scouts, all this stuff that you can get out and actually do presentations about human trafficking. So we can get this information out to as many people as possible. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to create this resource that will give you a presentation going over the stuff that we were talking about, going over some statistics, going over awareness, uh, going over how you carry yourself to not be a target, going over some basic strikes and stuff like that that you can do, uh, and then going over the drop flow wheel screen. We have that type of stuff. If we can put that kind of stuff together, we'll put that together for you in a 30-minute presentation and an hour-long presentation. Outline it for you, do some video training, all of that, and just kind of lay it out there for you. It's going to be completely for free. Uh, so we can help you get out and educate other people. Um, When I say that this is something that is really near and dear to our hearts, that is not a joke. Uh, We really want to get this information out as much, as much as humanly possible because we do want people to be safer in society. What do you think about that? I think it's a fantastic idea. And so 
what we're going to do, we're going to create that research, we're going to make that presentation, and this just makes you more able to have the information right there if this is something you want to share, but you don't have the hours and hours and hours of your life yeah. to find all of it and collect it and organize it yourself. Yeah. This is a pre-organized thing. We're going to do this. Now we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. But that's cool. It'll be worth it. I'm very excited about this. I want to hear... Um, and, and we were in the process of kind of creating a new Facebook group for people like this or people that want to get involved or whatever. And uh, that is the Impact Defense Insiders. Is that correct? Oh, I believe so. Give me just a moment and I will look on my page and find out. Impact Defense Insiders. Yep. Okay. By the magic of editing, that was really quick. Um, so... We want to invite you to go to Facebook and search Impact Defense Insiders. Um, definitely, if you want the information, we want you to go jump in that group. And uh, this way we can all work together and we can put this information out there together. And then we'll, we'll have some other things that we're going to be going to that group for. But that is something that we want to kind of get started. This is, this is where we want to get started with it. It's people that want to do something to help their community become a safer place from human trafficking. Yes. We can't do it as just two people, but as a group and as it grows, we can really move. Thank you for listening yeah. to the Impact Defense yep. Podcast. You make if a you'd difference. If you'd like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.nc.com. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp. We're going to set everything out for you, hard. lay everything out for you, uh, and we will have it there for you. Just kind of follow along and, and do the presentation. Uh, I'm very excited about this. I hope I'm still excited about this after we put it, the hours in to put this together. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. we're moody. <laughs> uh, so, guys, thank you very, very much. I'm sorry that this ended up being so long. We ended up having to split it up into two weeks. But uh, if you're like us, though, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that you enjoyed this. Uh, at least got something out of it. I hope that you will seriously consider the thoughts of kind of being a presenter for this because we do need to get this information out as much as possible. Uh, so let's let's get out there. Let's educate people. Uh, let's show the dangers, but show how easy it is to not be a target. Uh, thank you very much again. Remember, guys, stay safe, stay aware, and we'll see you in the next podcast. See you guys.